name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good morning. So on a summer day on June 21st, 1964, at a civil rights rally at Soldier Field Stadium in Chicago, beloved Holy Cross priests and University of Notre Dame President Father Hesburgh stood together with Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., singing We Shall Overcome, an old African spiritual. Father Hesburgh was a member of the U.S. Commission of Civil Rights. And on that day where his famous picture was taken, he addressed a crowd over 57,000 people saying, and they drug him up onto the stage and they saw he was there. He addressed the crowd saying, be proud to be a Negro. We want to strive for dignity for you. As a white person, I could not speak to the experiences of the reality of a black person. I could not know what a black person's daily struggles are living in a white world. All I can do today is speak from my experiences as a woman and as a theologian. To give you guys some context about MLK Day, I'm going to give you some theological language to honor one of my beloved, um, most beloved theologians of all time who I studied extensively in grad school, Martin Luther King Jr., um, who's also an American civil rights hero. My message today is simply this. Race is a gift from God. I'm saying what Father Hesburgh said that day in 1964, but in a more theological way. I will keep affirming this truth throughout my sermon today. Now, thinking about race as a gift from God should change our perspectives on our differences as humans. We were made by God with various shades of melanin as diverse as the colors of flowers in a meadow on a mountain. Father Humans reminded me the other day that even the biosphere reflects God's creativity and diversity. God made not just one type or one color or one species of things, but rather God made hundreds, thousands, millions. We see this in Genesis 1 where God said that he made every kind and saw that it was good. So we too as humans reflect God's abundance and holy diversity. And the cool thing about being human, however, is that we were made in God's likeness and image, the Imago Dei. And we learn this from Genesis 1, 26, where it states, Let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. And then after God had made everything, God said it was very good. Therefore, our bodies reflect something about God. The very fact that we are so many colors says something about God. And God said we are good Because everything God made was good. Therefore, race is a gift from God. What is wonderful about being a Christian is that we can look to our sources of authority, like the biblical text, the life of Jesus, whom, by the way, was a brown man, and the traditions of the church to search for meaning in our lives. Our theological resources give us truths and hints towards how to think about our worlds, which should in turn help us discern how we ought to live in the world. I'm a very strong believer that if we do not put our theologies into our ethics, then our theologies are dead. In other words, if we don't live out what we believe to be true about God, then there's no point to having faith to begin with. Therefore, if we believe as Christians that race is a gift from God, then how ought we to act towards one another? I am heartened and encouraged that several dozen Cassidy students volunteered at the food bank yesterday to honor MLK in a day of service and giving to others in need. 
King's vision for a beloved community was based on the philosophy and principles of nonviolence. In this community, King saw justice and relationships between fellow humans and striving for equal opportunity and mutual dignity and respect, where people were judged by the content of their character instead of the color of their skin, where all work had dignity, no matter if one was a sanitation worker or a physician. In my favorite quote from him, he explains, all life is interrelated. We are all caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one affects all indirectly. For some strange reason, I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. This is the interrelated structure of reality. And he also said, our ultimate goal is integration, which is genuine intergroup and interpersonal living. Only through nonviolence can this goal be attained. For the aftermath of nonviolence is reconciliation and the creation of the beloved community. So how do we realize King's vision for the beloved community as Christians, Muslims, Jews, or people of goodwill that want to live in harmony and peace with one another? I think a great deal of realizing King's vision starts with our attitude and posture towards one another. When I see a friend or a person of a different race or ethnicity, I shift my thinking from, oh my goodness, this person is different from me, so I should be fearful, to rather, this person has a different experience of living in the world with a different color of skin as me, and this is a gift from God. Therefore, I'm sure I can learn something from them and their experiences. And this is my very technical and fancy way of saying these these simple things. Make friends with people who don't look like you. Get to actually know them. Ask about their lives and what their heritage is like and how they see the world. Treat them like they are gifts from God because they are as much a gift from God as you are. And we can and we need to learn from one another. In a weekly podcast I run interviewing women in theology, Every time I get to interview one of my friends of color, I am always so thrilled to learn from them. They see the world and understand theology in completely new and wonderful ways that I have never dreamt of. They make my faith better because they add their unique perspective, and they give my theology a breadth and depth that I could not have on my own. We need each other. In all of our diversities, I cannot be who I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. My salvation is wrapped up in yours, in yours and mine even. This week's lectionary text in John 1, Nathaniel said, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? If, if Christians profess faith in a brown savior named Jesus from a gross town called Nazareth, then I would hope we could see the image of God in our brothers and sisters of color in towns and places where we would least expect it. Maybe that's where God is after all, anyways, with those on the margins. Why wouldn't we want to learn from them and be in community with them, for they are blessed? And so are we as we work to realize the beloved community here on earth, and not just as it is in heaven. Amen.